0: All right, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number six tonight, Proverbs chapter number six. We'll start in this chapter and we'll turn to several other uh, uh, verses this evening in the book of Proverbs. Of course, uh, we're in a series uh, from this book, Uh, I I titled it The People of Proverbs, we look every week at a different character, sometimes more than one week, and we've talked about all kinds of characters we find in Proverbs. We've talked about the wise man, the wicked, the fool. Uh, We've described wisdom and uh, how wisdom uh, is seeking us. Wisdom can be found. Uh, We just have to be looking in the right place, and uh, we've seen all of these, and so I hope this has been a help to us. Of course, some uh, we want to avoid. Uh, this is twofold. It helps us to know what to avoid, so that God doesn't label us as one of these characters, but also how to deal with those who would fit into these categories. Uh, because sometimes, and this is this is a challenge for our, our entire Christian life, is dealing properly uh, with the actions of others. And there are some things that, that some things that these characters do, people do, and God tells us how to uh, act towards them. And so it's important for us to understand this because the book of Proverbs does cover much of this, uh, but also those, those characteristics that we want to adopt in our life, uh, we certainly want to do that. Tonight we're going to look at one uh, that is not one that we want to uh, be guilty of, um, and it's one that I think the Scripture tonight and part of the purpose of the Bible study is to uh, help us to see how seriously Uh, God looks at this. Uh, If you get into the Word of God, you certainly uh, are aware of this, and I hope this series has helped us uh, to kind of just be reminded that there are some things that we don't take very seriously, God takes very seriously. There are some things we don't look at as that big of a deal, God looks at it as a very big deal, and we're going to see one of those tonight, and uh, we're going to see, see some things. And I believe God puts every word in the Bible on purpose. I believe He uses every word uh, exactly the word He wants to use. And so, where God puts an emphasis, you and I should put an emphasis. Uh, where God puts a warning, you and I should have a warning. Uh, whether we—well, I'm waiting for—I'm waiting to get some understanding of why I should do that. If God says it, we don't need understanding. Uh, We just say, I've got to avoid that, or I've got to uh, be that. And so let's look, Proverbs chapter number 6, beginning with verse number 16. We'll read down through verse number 19, and this is a a list that we want to uh, pay close attention to. Uh, We see beginning with verse number 16 of Proverbs chapter number 6, these six things doth the Lord hate. I'm sure we've seen this scripture before, but already... We see that phrase, these six things doth the Lord hate, our attention ought to be up. We ought to be paying close attention because if God hates these things, I want to know what God hates. I want to know what God blesses. Part of knowing what God blesses, I need to know what God hates. Uh, yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. We're going to read six things that God hates the seventh thing the scripture tells us is an abomination it is a intense hatred for it is beyond that that word hate it is is an abomination to uh it have explained well, you, you know what the word abomination means i have explained it's it's something that it, it was not cre- it's not it wasn't created to be that it's it's an abomination it's 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 something that god hates with an intense hatred numbers uh, verse 17 A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Okay? The Bible says God hates these things. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. You know, just as a quick example, um, you know, it doesn't matter what politicians say. It doesn't matter what society says. God hates abortion. Abortion. He hates it. You can try and justify Well, what about this? What about that? All I can do is quote you what God said. Hands that shed innocent blood. And heart that devises wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And the seventh thing is he that soweth discord among the brethren. We're going to look at verse 19, and we're going to look at that character, a false witness that speaketh lies. Tonight we're going to look at, we're going to deal with the false witness. Dealing with the false witness. Father, help us tonight as we look into your word, and we look at what you say uh, about this subject, this individual. And Father, may these things, may they, Uh, Register in our mind and our heart, may we avoid uh, even all appearance of what we're going to talk about tonight. And Father, may uh, we be wiser in how we deal with these situations. And uh, Father, I pray that you would just uh, bless our Bible study for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our character this evening that we see is the false witness. And uh, before we talk about the false witness and what God says about it, of course, we know a witness or to witness. A witness is to give testimony, attestation of a fact or event. This is what happened. This is what's true. This is what's fact. But if you take that word false, it means not true. Not conformable to fact, okay? By very definition, no matter how much you twist it, how much you massage it, it's still not fact. It's false, Expressing what is contrary to that which is exist, is done, said, or thought. Let me give some clarification. A false report communicates what is not done or said. A false accusation imputes to a person what he has not done or said. A false opinion is not according to truth or fact. You hear this today. Well, it's my truth, whatever your truth is. What? There's truth and there's error. I mean, can you see a first grader to the teacher, They, you know, 2 plus 2 is 100, 724. Well, that's my truth. So that's absurd. No more absurd than the society we have today. So a false opinion is not according to truth or fact. A false witness testifies what is not true. So before we look at the different... Statements we have this evening, and we see what God has said. We need to have in our mind a false witness, a simple definition, testifies to so that which is not true. So, the very nature is not truth. Some examples of this is Naboth in the Old Testament. Ahab wanted his vineyard. Naboth said, I can't give it to you, it's my heritage, you can't have it. He wanted it. Naboth wouldn't give it. So legally, he could not go and take it. And you know the story. He's crying. Jezebel comes, why are you crying? I want this vineyard, and I can't have it. He won't sell it to me. And so false witnesses were hired to say something that was not true against Naboth. Naboth lost his life, and Ahab stole the vineyard. Now, let me help you with something. That is that scenario is not the only time in history that's ever happened. It still happens today. You think of our, you think of the apostles, and you read the Book of Acts, especially the times where uh, certain men stirred up, and they would say, "Well, they're trying to start a revolution," or "They're they're doing this," or "Or this person." You you read what it is? It's a false witness. Well, I thought it was true. No, it's a false witness. If you don't know what's true and you speak it against someone or a situation, it is still a false witness and you are a false witness. That happens to our apostles. You think of our our Savior. They hired false witnesses against our Lord. They were saying things that just was not true. I imagine they even... Raised their right hand and said, "I solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, or whatever they did that day, uh, back, back then, that uh, they were false witnesses." As much history some of you have read more history than I've read, but I've read a lot of history, and American history and world history. Governments have been taken down and set up by false witnesses. If you, And I wouldn't recommend you do this because it'll drive you crazy. But if you just follow the political spectrum in our country today, it is false witness after false witness after false witness after false witness. They go under oath. They say it's false. That's, that's what it is. It's, 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 it's the nature of man. It's a false report. God says he hates a false witness. Now, he doesn't hate... The one bearing the false witness, he loves us all. He's given evidence of that. But he hates a false witness. And there are consequences of a false witness. You know, you and I may not be in a situation where somebody's going to try and steal our vineyard per se, but uh, you certainly you can use that as an illustration of uh, there are people who will uh, do those things that take something you have. And we may not be uh, faced what Jesus faced or some of the apostles even, and uh, things of that nature. But you and I need to be reminded that uh, a false witness can come with come across on a phone call. A I believe there's a lot of Christians involved in false witnesses at coffee shops. I believe you can be a false witness on social media. I believe you can be a false witness through text. There are Christians, and you have to take them at their word, when they say they're saved, who will through social media or through a blog or on the internet, they'll say all kinds of things about their mom and dad, the way they grew up. They'll say all kinds of things about the pastor they grew up under, the, the church they grew up under. And no matter how much they massage it, or they will get to their, they hated each other in high school, but now they're best friends. Because the whole thing, you know, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And they talk about how bad it was in school and how bad it was going up in a youth group and how bad it was in church and how the pastor did this. and, And I know that he did this. God, hear me carefully, God hates that. He hates it. It's in the same list of shedding innocent blood. Again, this is a good place for me to pause and say we need to be reminded that there are some things that God hates that it's a tendency for us to be just too flippant about. But there's a false witness. You and I need to be very careful, even in our conversations, bearing false witness. Are you familiar with the Ten Commandments? What I'm talking about tonight is as old right, right. as the Ten Commandments. Right, right, right. It is a serious thing to our God, and you and I need to be very careful. That we could turn, we don't have time because I want to deal with what Proverbs says about false witness. We could turn to so many places in the Bible where it's, it tells us to guard our words and control our tongue and the damage that can be done, and you and I need to be careful. We ought to just get in the habit of, of not even speaking of other people. Well, you need, I need to tell you what I heard. Okay, we don't need the gossip and all of that. Right. Well, it's true. It's amazing. You've all seen the thing. If, we, if I came and I came over here to Brother Jerry and I said, and I whispered and the gave, told him something, and he was to whisper it to the next person, it wouldn't get any further than his wife because it would be all distorted by then, I'm sure. But no, Uh it, 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 it went all the way around, by the time I got over here, it wouldn't even resemble. Right. That's what gossip does. This is a whole different category. This is stating something that is not true, it's not fact. no matter how much you a, a, a massage it, it's not ever going to be. It's always going to be false, and it is expressing that which is contrary. This is why there's been I've, I've warned us as a church and as a people the last few years, don't get so caught up in the political aspect of everything, and these are our enemies and this and that, and I'm not denying that we have enemies inside of our government. That's a whole other story, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of things that those on the right will say about the left that aren't always true. And so we have to be careful, and we have a duty and a responsibility. If we don't know it's true not to help spread that false witness. I'm going to give us some characteristics tonight that I think will be a, be a help to us, and this should help us identify some things. Maybe catch our attention as, oh, you know, that's something I, I don't need to be involved in, and, and it's, it's an easy tendency to get involved in that. But let me give you uh, some statements tonight. I have six of them. Uh, let's look at same verse we're in, chapter 6, verse 19. Let me say statement number one, a false witness is one of the greatest offenses against God. I want the statement to have gravity as we hear it. A false witness is one of the greatest offenses against God. God tells us what he hates. He put in that list what he hates. He didn't leave anything off that list. He didn't want on that list. it's, it's, it's It's his list of grievances. Now, the Bible's full of things that we're told that that God is displeased with, that we ought to avoid. It's not honoring. But God specifically says, these things I hate. So it's an easy conclusion for you and I to draw that a false witness is one of the greatest offenses against God. And a lot of times we as Christians, we don't mark a false witness. We don't mark false witnesses if it serves us. The political spectrum is something that that, that I just used. But God didn't. God didn't specify who's it. Who's it against? He just said he hates a false witness. He's truth. He demands justice. And that's a whole other subject that we don't. We don't talk about enough. And God. God says there's going to be justice. And we wrong somebody, and a false witness is one of that. One of those. There's no greater injury that you can do to a fellow man than bear false witness. Uh, you, it's one of the, this list, I believe, if you go back and read the prior verses in this chapter, this is a, the characteristics of a wicked individual. Well, and I've heard this before, well, I know they go to church and I know that sometimes they're a pastor of a church and I know that they, they love the Lord and they do this, but they're bearing false witness. What they're saying about this situation, this person is false it's provably false. It is not true. Well, I know that they love the, that, that they would never. It's the one of the greatest offenses against God. He says he hates it. No matter what we're talking about tonight, we're talking about a false witness, but no matter what it was, if I pick five of the other five things that he lists, we ought to mark it. We ought to avoid it. We need to understand that God hates it. It, it, it. It's not up to you and I. Say, well, I would have this above that, and I would have this below that. That makes no difference tonight. It's God's perspective that matters. Number two, um, chapter twelve, verse seventeen. Turn over a few pages. Chapter twelve, and verse seventeen. Chapter twelve, verse seventeen. Let me give you statement number two. A false witness is a cheat. A false witness is a cheat. Verse seventeen of chapter twelve, He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. A false witness is a cheat. He's somebody who cheats with his words. Say, Pastor, what do you what do you mean by that? Well, there were I could think back to when maybe you could think back this far um depending on how old you are you back are on the playground and you know you're racing or you're playing kickball you know whenever i do go by the academy and the kids are out there playing you always hear this from somebody they're cheating or they got hit with the ball and they didn't sit out and, and you know the che- che- cheater so you know they they cheat in a race why do they do that to even the race if that person's faster than me, and don't look at me so pious, you, you cheated on the playground too. That person's faster than me, I need to get a head start. If this person, you know, there's been all kinds of accusations through the sports through the years of, of doing this and doing that, and even it or getting an advantage in some way, some form or fashion, why do people cheat? Because they need the advantage to make it at least equal or have the ability to win. Right. So they use deceit to do it. Right. Yes, and they go around and we're the world champions or I won in this and, and I did this. And, and if they, they, they want all the, those accolades and the, the thing of being on top, but they're a sham yep. because they dis, use deceit to win. Okay, what's the Bible talking about? A false witness uses cheats in his words. He doesn't have the character of another individual. So to try and even it, he'll bear false witness against that individual to even the character. If they don't have the standing or the character or the Righteousness, if you will, to have the blessings of God or, or do what is necessary. You know, God will bless anybody that wants to be blessed. But you've got to do some things that are necessary. But I don't, want it, I don't have the character to do that. Or I'm not that. So let me cheat with my words to try and bring them down. To put me on the same level or ahead. Well, you heard what? Nobody's ever said that about me. A false witness is somebody who is a cheat. I, I mean, I got to deal, I got to address this, and I didn't want to address it, but I need to address it for the sake of the church. Last time we had the Chile Fellowship, I heard somebody going around bearing false witness against some of the other competitors and how it just wasn't up to par. (laughs) That'll make you sick. You don't want to eat too much of that. You don't want to do that. What are they doing? Trying to even the competition. This is a profound verse when you think about it. Has nothing to do with chili, but this is a profound verse when you think about it. They're, They're a deceit. You know, the person who cheats to get something they can lie to everybody else, they can fool everybody else, but when they look in that mirror, they know. But what about the person who worked hard and did it the right way? There's a God in heaven that says, no, no that's not right. And we'll address some of this in just a moment. What about the person who's, who spent time with the Lord and, and kept their character a certain way? Just because somebody goes and, and they, they leave God and they do those things, and this is something that happens all the time, I want you to be aware of it and be warned of it. If you, if you mess up, if you fall, own up to it. Get your heart right. Confess. You have a God who will, will forgive you and restore you. I can't speak for every pastor, but I can speak for this when you have a pastor who has a record I'll, I'll restore, you can serve God, let's, let's do something for the Lord. Don't fall in this victim. A, a victim today is a false witness, because they don't want to have their own accountability, that church. That pastor, my parents. They made me be in Sunday school. Uh, that's That's better than false witness. What is it? It's deceit. Instead of us saying, I'm gonna get my character where it needs to be, I'm gonna get my you know, there's something, there's everybody loves the story of the guy who gets beat and then he sees his competition and do everything he can to try and better himself so that he can beat the best. But a instead of tearing down that deceit, don't be a a cheater with your words. Number three, I've got to move on. Uh, uh, Turn to chapter 14, verse 5. Chapter 14, verse 5. Number three, a false witness is a liar by nature. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. That uttering lies doesn't just mean, well, they say a lie, they utter them. It's what they do. They're a liar. If somebody will bear false witness against another, they're a liar. It will be nothing for them to take on to tell another lie. Then nothing for them to tell another lie. Nothing for them to tell another lie. The Bible says it's what their nature is. It's what their nature is. Because it is one of the greatest offenses that you can do against God. And we know our words will damage another. And if we're willing to lie to do that, then... We will just continue to lie and lie and lie and lie. It is their nature. Your pastor did not say that. That's what God is saying. A faithful witness will not lie. But a false witness is going to utter those lies. And it's just like everything else. You know, if, you, if, you don't want to, if you don't ever want to risk being an alcoholic, don't ever take your first drink. If you don't ever want to be risk being a drug addict, don't ever take the the first the the first the first whatever. What's the lingo? Somebody tell me. Thank you for that. I was I was just kidding, but now I know who it is. Man, you swallowed that one. Uh, it's true of every it's, it's true of anything like that. If you don't want to be a liar by nature, don't be a false witness. Don't tell lies. They're, they're a liar by their nature. Number four, chapter 25. If, if this hasn't been heavy enough, it's going to get heavier the last three. Chapter 25, we'll look, we'll look at verse 18. A false witness, no, chapter, statement number four a false witness is a destroyer. A man that bear, chapter 25, verse 18, a man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. A false witness is not just a difference of opinion. That's not what that is. It's, a, it's more serious than that. A false witness, well, I just had to do it so that so that so that it didn't make me look, I didn't want to look as bad. It is a big deal. A false witness is a destroyer. Look what look what God says. Is a maul. That's a big, heavy club that is used to break down. Sledgehammer. You got a big structure that needs to be taken down, and you're gonna do it. With, you don't have, we didn't have all the heavy equipment we have back then. You take that big mall, that sledgehammer, and no matter how well built that wall is, that house is, that fence is, you hit it long enough and hard enough with that maul, it'll crumble. That's what a false witness is. He's a destroyer. He will. Beat on, beat on a reputation, he will beat on an influence, he will beat on a future, they destroy. Well, you and I need to be reminded that even in taking a stand, a child of God, it's not our business to destroy, that's not our business, it's not even our, 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 our business to place ourselves in, a, in the place of judgment unless God has placed us in a position to, to judge. Be, because that is God's business. A false witness is a destroyer. That, that maul, that club, that sledgehammer. Notice it says his, his neighbor is a maul. Against his neighbor is a maul and a sword. Wounds. How many of you heard as a kid, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me? Hey, who's heard that? Who testified that's not true? Your words can wound. Hear me, hear me, hear me well. There are people who will die and go to hell because of the words of a Christian. They got disgruntled at a church and they went and told their co-workers, their neighbors, but they just don't love their, they just do this, or that pastor said this, and they don't let their kids do this and this and this and this. And there's somebody there that needs the gospel you don't have to agree 100%, but, but tell the truth. I mean, I've said this. It's about, it's about time for me to say it again. If anybody ever comes to me and tells me the truth and says, I'm leaving, and it's because, they tell me the truth and say it's because I'm backslidden, because it's always because you did this, Pastor, or this is going on, or this is going on, or, or God's led us right down the road, or this and that. I'm not talking about somebody going to the mission field or something like Well, I, this is what, the, you know, if this is, if they come to me and say, Pastor, I'm leaving because I'm backslidden. I'm going to put a, your name on a plaque, and I'm going to hang it in the hall. It's the restroom hall, but I'm hanging it in the hall. Because at least you were honest. It wounds. We need to think about our words. This, we could apply this. We could pull this out further than just a false witness, but our words in general. It hurt. Well, I just had to get that off my chest. Have you ever thought about how that might have wounded somebody? And certainly a false witness wounds. They're a destroyer. And by the way, don't fall for that. I was just trying to do the right thing. If they're a false witness, doing the right thing is not something God hates. It's the wrong thing. It wounds. What else does verse 18 say? You know, the Bible will kind of mess up the way we think, won't it? And a sharp arrow If I were going to be in a battle, I think I want to be an archer. Not one of the guys down there with a the sword. Oh, bless God, I'd rather be down there. Well, you go ahead. That leaves more space for me to be an archer. <laughs> Why is that? Because I can kill you from a long ways away. I can destroy you and you never even know it was coming. You never even know where it's coming from. You can't defend against it. That false witness, that destroyer, is like that arrow from a long ways away. There's a lot of people, I'm giving you a lot of quotables tonight, who there's things they would not look me in the eye and say to me. Because they don't have the guts, yeah. the manhood, right. or the character to do it. Right. But they'll say it on the Internet. Right. 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 It bothers me what people say about politicians on the Internet. We, we, well, what is that? It's a, I don't have to be accountable. I, I can get you from way over there. And by the way, you can apply this to gossip. People getting together and gossip about, gossiping about somebody else. But that false witness is a destroyer. Just because you never see the damage doesn't mean there's not damage. Right, 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 sir. Just because you're not there for the fallout. And, and I'm talking about war. We, there's, there's casualties in war. We know that. And if it comes down to my family or, 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 or some foreign enemy wants to come in, I, I'm going to defend my family. I'm going to defend my nation. We're all on the same page there. But when that arrow comes a long way, we don't see the full effects the wife, the kids, the future. And it's just at a random, even if you're not in battle, let's say, let's just fire that over into the crowd. Right. Well, I haven't heard anything, so I guess it's okay. A false witness is a destroyer. That's why, be careful getting on the internet. You don't have to defend that politician. Be very careful. Because t- 99 times out of 100, maybe you're the one out of 100 But nine times out out of a hundred, we get on and we start engaging in that. It's going to turn personal. I don't even know them, but they get, there's an arrow. Be very, very careful. A false witness is a destroyer. Number five, chapter 21. And we'll look at verse 28. The fifth statement is this. A false witness is ruined by his own character. Chapter 21 verse 28. A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. Contrast that first statement, a false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly to get the, get the meaning here. What is a man hearing? It's not gossip he's hearing. It's not, it's, not, it's not banter he's hearing. It's in the context of hearing the wisdom, the word of God, hearing the instruction. When he hears that, he's speaking constantly to that. His his manner is that. So that's why a false witness is ruined, shall perish. Why is he going to perish? He's going to perish by his own character. Uh, A false witness, why why is this? Okay, we see that, a false witness shall perish? Go back to our text, Proverbs chapter number 6. A false witness is ruined by his own character. Let me make this statement underneath number five. A false witness has other issues. He has other issues. Well, he I know that I wouldn't have done what he did. There's issues there. There's issues. There's a reason why, are you with me tonight? There's a reason why in the story of Naboth, they're called the sons of Belial or Belial, you can't get any lower than that because you've got to be some kind of wicked with a whole lot more issues that may not be on the surface to bear false witness. And you just give time. Well, how do you know who's telling the truth? Give some time because a false witness is ruined by his own character. A false witness isn't ruined by the person who they're giving witness against. They're ruined by their own character because look where this list is. They're all associated. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and run into mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. A false witness has other issues. Mark it down. That's why... Listen to me very carefully. You can take this, you can leave it, you will be harmed by it if you don't avoid those who bear false witness against their neighbor. If you don't avoid those that get on the internet and run down their mom and dad. They speak ill of the church. They I don't care if the church uh, drifted. It shouldn't drift. It shouldn't change its doctrine. But you still have no right to, to 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 tell a narrative that is not true. And there are too many Christians who, because they don't like that church, or they don't like that pastor, or they don't like, or they were victimized too by 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 standards and and, and a curfew. Uh, and by the way, if you're going to compare that to PTSD that somebody in battle has, right. you've got issues. Right. Right. And th- would read that and be like, well, I'm going to like that. I'm going to share that. I'm going to, you better be careful. That person's got to, you just give it time. Something's coming to the surface. Something's coming to the surface, and this goes into we, we don't have time tonight. I've written about it. I'm, I got another book coming out. I'm writing about it again in it. But there, there's, there's you need to look at the character of the, in the the witness before you give them credence. And if you haven't darkened the door of a, of a church in 20 years, I'm, you probably your opinion of churches is probably not one we should listen to. But a false witness is ruined by his own character. That's why, say, Pastor, what are we supposed to do? And, and, and we're not addressing this for that, but I'll mention it. You know, there's some things you just let God take care of. You just let God take care of it. That leads me to number six. We'll be in chapter 19. Chapter 19. Statement number six. Listen carefully. A false witness may go unpunished by man. But will not go unpunished by God. A false witness may go unpunished by man, but will not go unpunished by God. Chapter 19, look at verse number 5. A false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall not escape. But, Pastor, they, you know, Naboth, you used that. They. They got away with it. Oh, no, they didn't because my God's a just God, and my God hates evil. My God judges evil. If if there's something he hates, he's going to deal with it, and God says it shall not be unpunished. That's why our kind of church, there's always going to be those who slander our kind of churches. Well, bless God, we got got to combat that. We got to fulfill the Great Commission. Well, they're going to get away with it. God says they're not getting away with it. Well, well, they're, 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 they've heard this, and, and I believe it. I believe because of the scenario that I, just, I used a, a while ago. There are people who won't get back in church. There are people who, who will die and go to hell because the, the people who could have given them the gospel they have been slandered against. God's holding them accountable. You may not know who that anonymous person is. God does. God does. There's a reason why, and by the way, this is something that I'll I'll preach on at some point in time, if I ever stop preaching on the Great Commission, which I may not do that. There are still verses in the Bible that are still true, like honor thy father and thy mother. And trashing the way they reared you is not honoring them. God says your life will be cut short. Short. God says your life will be cut short. Well, I don't know if I believe that. I can take you to the cemetery. It's a serious thing. A false witness may go, I would rather, I better not say that. A false witness may go unpunished by man, but we'll not go unpunished by God. We spread that in chapter number five. Now, how many of you tonight believe if God says something one time, he means it? If he says something one time, we better pay attention. Look at verse nine. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. That's not a typo, God said it twice. He said it twice. You and I need to stay in the area that God has given us to judge. Mom and dad, God's given you that home. you judge in that home. I'm not the judge in your home. You're the judge in the home. Look, God gives you a pastor to, to help your home. But don't call me and say, can you come over and get Johnny to go to bed? I'm not coming. <laughs> not doing it. There's, I mean, there's, our, our school has areas. I have areas. We have areas. It's, God is a God that believes in justice. And sometimes people seem to get away with things. I promise you they don't. It's not, the point I'm trying to make with it, that the areas of justice is it's not my responsibility to make sure everything is Even. This is a good day in my life, especially in ministry. When I got to the place where it's like, you know, I know they're leaving, and I know what they're going to say. It ain't going to be the truth. And I used to worry about that. I got to make sure people, I'm not worried about it. In five years, people will see them, people will see this church. It's pretty obvious. But that's not my, that's God's business. We're just supposed to keep focused on the right thing. I, I want to bear that out. One, it's, it's in our series tonight, that a false witness may go unpunished by man, but will not go unpunished by God, because I want to remind us, we just go about our business. God takes it very seriously. But if you needed any more motivation than not be a false witness, hopefully number six will be Enough. We've already talked about we're ruined by our own character. We we, we're a lot, we utter lies. That's who we are. Instead of us trying to cheat and tear somebody down, why don't we rise up? Say, well, Pastor, if you could have all the critics of the old-time religion, all the critics of you and all the critics of the church, if you could say something to them, what would you, what would you say to them? I'd say, just get right with God. I wouldn't, are you not going to debate them? No, I'm not debating anybody. I'd say, get your character up. That's why, you know, it raises my blood pressure a little bit when somebody, you know, you see what they're doing and then they want to trash one of my staff members. Or they want to slander one of my staff members. That upsets me. Uh, If there's a mistake made, we'll, we'll deal with the mistake. But tell the truth. You can massage it all you want to massage. And I don't know of anything going on. So if, if there's something going on, just you can thank the Holy Spirit for that. I really, I have no, no, nothing, but it's happened in the past. It, it's God. God. God, why don't you raise your standard, raise your character instead of trashing? And hey, something when I was in Bible college, I heard, and I, and I feel like I've applied it. If somebody you encounter has a higher standard, it is one that you, you, you think is just something, maybe it's a preference more than a standard but they've established a higher standard and it's not one that you hold to instead of trying to tear their standard down one consider it to see if there's some merit to it and two at least give some respect that they've decided to live at a higher standard And a good, in the counsel that I'll give in premarital counseling, if you two individuals you are going to become a home in all these different areas, no matter what they may be, if one of you has a higher standard than the other, instead of the one, one of you coming down to the other person's standard, why don't you decide before you're married that no matter what it is, if my spouse or my future spouse has a higher standard, I'll raise, well, let's make that the standard in the home instead of going to the lower one. Why don't we raise the standard? Because the alternative to that is, well, I've got to bring that standard down. Uh, my God hates a false witness. Be very, very careful. From the political spectrum to, you could, we can all apply it whatever way the Holy Spirit speaks to us tonight. Be very careful hitting that retweet. Very careful hitting that like. Matter of fact, I mean, I have, I, I I need to stop. But this is a, this is a, talk about a real pandemic in our country. This is a pandemic. I don't care who it is. Whether it's somebody I like bearing false witness against somebody I don't like. That's a what if because I like everybody. You know that. Or maybe I have that same disagreement with. If they slander, I never want to hear from them again. I don't care what their opinion is about football, basketball, politics. There are, if you'll permit me to say it, there are Republicans I wouldn't give you a dime for. Because they, they don't stand on their merits. They want to, sl- they want, it's false. Well, we got to even this thing up. Well, how about we let God even some things up? Does that make sense tonight? Be very careful in bearing false witness. God hates it. God hates it. And if we're honest, all of us find ourselves in position. Everybody in here finds themselves in a position from time to time where you can pull that arrow and you can put it in that bow and they'll never know what hit them. They'll never know where it came from. You can know something that is true about somebody and if you Share it, it's still gossip. Well, it's true, so that I'm not a false witness. Well, let's go to that seventh, God says it's an abomination, discord sewing. <coughs> but usually that's not what happens, is it? We massage it a little bit. Make it more sensational than it is. Just be very, very careful. God, God doesn't just frown on it; He hates it. It's another one a false witness. Let's stay away from it. This ought to help us tonight. I don't. I don't mean, I don't think we have false witnesses here. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But if anything, this helps us identify in this world that, you know, and what do you do? Well, you ought to. You ought to sue them. They got more money than you. You used to just today's newspaper you, you they have to retract they don't, they don't they don't even bother now. I'll finish with this illustration. it's It's like the person who I've used it before. They take a pillow, down feathers and they go to the top of a skyscraper and they, they tear it open and they shake all those feathers out. It's impossible for them to go and get them all and put them back in there. And when we use our words to bear false witness we can have our come to jesus moment we can say i'm sorry but you're not getting all those feathers back you can't undo that damage well i i had my sledgehammer and i knocked down your wall and i'm feeling really bad about it now well i pulled out my sword and stuck you sorry or you may really be repentant of it. Scar's still there. Lost time is still there. Oh, let's be very, very careful and avoid. Avoid. We lose we lose our influence. We lose our ability to do more good. We don't flee the things that God says He hates. Oh, we need to be very, very careful in this world we live in today. Father, help us today to speak the truth and be a person who only receives the truth and may. We may be very-